Books is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, happy Publishing Day to everyone. I am so excited as we roll into the final month of summer because it's going to be a month celebrating authors um, and all the, the wonderful things that they do. And I've selected five authors that I've had the pleasure of working with who are going to share with us throughout the month their journey, what their books are about, who they are what kind of hiccups they've run in through, what kind of amazing insights and ahas have popped up. And today we have got one of my favorite fiction, new fiction authors who retired just a few years ago um, and has become a full-fledged author of, I'm going to say a gazillion books, but Courtney Miller is going to tell you what he has now written. He's got really two series going, The Cherokee Chronicles, which has got three books underneath its umbrella, and The White Feathered Mysteries, which is now has two publications coming out, and Courtney is just getting ready to go with another one. So there's one of the things that he has learned, and I've said many, many, many times to authors, is once you start writing books, breed books. And I suspect, I don't know if Courtney ever had the idea of his his cozy mysteries, his geezer lit, and he's going to talk about that. But Courtney is an is an expert on ancient Native American cultures. He is a way 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 multi award winning author in the genres of historical fiction, cozy mysteries, and geezer lit. So Courtney, welcome to author you your guide to book publishing. Well, thank you, Judith. It's a pleasure. All right, so. Yeah. Well, I, first of all, tell our listeners what geezer lit is. Well, um, simply, it's literature that's a, about old geezers written by an old geezer. <laughs> okay. So it's so, geezer squared. Yes. All right. So uh, all right. as a geezer myself, uh, it, you know, they say to write about what you know. So there you are. Mm-hmm. All right. So you've got several books already published. Many have won multiple, multiple awards. Talk about the Cherokee Chronicles. What's behind it? What was the breed in it that brought you to that besides your own heritage? Or was that the key factor? Well, I think that's, you know, that's what started it when I was uh, just a little tyke. And I asked my mother, where did I come from? And she told me that I was Scotch, Irish, English, and Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Well, my grandfather, her father, owned a huge cattle ranch. And at that point in my life, I was of the cowboy persuasion. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so hearing that I was part Cherokee caught my attention. And so, you know, ever since then, I've really uh, been interested in that culture and 
Native American cultures in general. Mm -hmm. And so you've written three books now in the Cherokee Chronicles. So talk about, give us the titles and just talk a little bit about them. Okay, uh, I'm planning to do seven books in the series. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one is called The First Raven Mocker. So what I wanted to do was to take a family, a fictional family, and each generation is at a different point in time. That way I could show how the Cherokee culture changed over about a thousand year period. So for the first book, uh, I decided to go back to old myths and legends and uh, bring to life the Ravenmocker Witch and several of the other legends and myths of the Cherokee. And then from there, it just uh, progresses through time. The second book, which is the Ravenmocker's Legacy, is set about 800 AD. Gili, the chief named Dog, which is the third is set about 1000 AD, and so it goes until uh, the final book will be about the time of the Trail of Tears. All right, and so then the Raven's Mocker's Legacy, and then the so give the you gave the names of all of them. Those are the first three. The first three, uh, okay, and then so have have the other four been named? I mean, are you already laying them out? Yes. Uh, yeah. They, they have a working title. Usually that changes, you know, when we, when we get right to it. Uh, the fourth book, I'm calling Nunda. Nunda is a Cherokee word that, that means uh, sun and moon, the same word. And it's about a, uh, a young a Cherokee who is conflicted. You know, by day he's a priest, by night he's a warrior. Yeah. And so it's about the conflict and how that all gets resolved. And okay. uh, the, the next book is called um, Savages. And it's about the contact with the uh, Spanish conquistadors. And uh, I'll let the reader decide who the savage was in that particular encounter. <laughs> <laughs> no hint, huh? <laughs> the next book is Noble Savages. The when George Washington was president, uh, it was common to call the Native Americans sa- noble savages, and so the idea was to uh, convert the noble savage into a, a you know civilized person. So I'll talk about that concept. And then the, the final book is about, um, and I don't really have a working title yet, but I want to tell, there's a lot of books out about the Trail of Tears and the misery that went on with relocating all the Native Americans east of the, mm-hmm. I mean, west of Mississippi. But I want to tell the story of those that uh, found another way and, and went their own way. And so that book will be about um, a family that loads up their wagon and heads west with the rest of the um, settlers to find a new life. Mm-hmm. Now, in your White Feather Mysteries, 
that series. Mm-hmm. Did you know you were going to be doing the mystery series, or is that something that evolved? Because the Cherokee Chronicles started first. Did you always knew right. that you were going to be writing mysteries in addition? No, I didn't. Uh, that came a, a year or so after I had uh, done a lot of work on the, the Cherokee Chronicles. And anyway, I was sitting there just reading a mystery and enjoying, you know, just getting the break away from the, all the research and so forth. And thought, you know, a mystery is nothing but a book written backwards. So I decided to, to write the first mystery and and I enjoyed hmm. it, and it was a lot of fun and a nice break, and so I've been continuing it. Well, I love I love what you said. A mystery is just a book written backwards. I I, I haven't heard anyone say it that way, Courtney. But well, of course, that's know, that's the solving. Yeah. Yeah, you come up with what happened, and then then you back up and and uh, figure out how it happened from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, I'm reading all the Louise Penny mysteries right now, her whole series. Aha. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So let me just jump into that. One of the things that you did, um, which is what I am seeing more and more authors today, is that you didn't really start writing. Or you, uh, maybe you, you were writing, but you didn't become an official author until you hit the magic six five. Was that? Is that the game plan? Was that the whole game plan? Oh, no. Uh, I've always liked writing, and, you know, I've Mm -hmm. always done a little writing. Not with any purpose, really, in mind. Mm -hmm. When I was in, uh, oh, grade school, I would take a sheet of paper and fold it in half and draw a cover and then write a story, you know. And then when Mm -hmm. I got into high school, my English teacher liked my stories, and she suggested that I become a writer. So I got excited and went home and told my parents and they laughed and said, well, you can't make a living doing that. Well, at that time I was, uh, we were cotton farmers and I did not want to spend the rest of my life sitting on a tractor from sunup to sundown. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm proud to be a farmer, but I hate farming. So uh, I looked for some some way to make a living and get off the farm, and I found management and uh, spent 40 years in corporate management, making a decent living. And then when I got to be around 60 and started thinking about what would I do in retirement, I remembered, you know, that discussion and uh, realized, well, maybe I wouldn't have to make a living at it, and uh, I really wanted to do it, and so. I started looking into it and went to seminars and meetings and and uh, finally ran into you and you had all the answers that I that I needed to to get me going and uh, so here it is about seven years later and five almost six novels later. Uh, I mean, is it? It's amazing. Well, I remember when I first met you. You said, "Okay, so I plan on writing seven. So that was this original series, um, uh-huh. the Cherokee Chronicles. You had eyeballed this. I love the love the story about you creating little books when you were in elementary school, and then they evolved. And I, I think that's you know maybe a way a lot of writers do, but they don't think that they are going to be a writer, writer, or a published author. 
So with that, we're going to be right back with it. Courtney Miller, the author of the Cherokee Chronicles and the White Feather Mysteries is with us today. And we're talking about his journey and also the quest to be an author. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author Use, the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author You is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms. And it is free. Discover Author You, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at authoru.org. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop sizzle and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience and your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand nick selinger of nz graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts with over 20 years of experience in graphic design he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com. 
your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome back with me is Courtney Miller. He's the author of lots of books, um, two different series going, The Cherokee Chronicles and The White Feather Mysteries. So Courtney's given us a little background of how he started writing. And he didn't start really seriously writing, seriously writing that I'm going to have a book out until you retired. Isn't that correct, Courtney? Yeah, that's right. Uh That that was part of the game plan. And, And since he retired... Um, how many years ago now? Uh, I was 64, so it's been about seven years. Seven years. He's got five books out. So there you go. There's a marker for you to go to. And he's writing fiction um, and really developing quite a following in his community. He lives in Colorado in the town of Westcliff. And he has quite a following now. And he has spoken all over the state. He is um, well, multiple, multiple awards. And he writes both about the, the Cherokee Nation and, and that he's got his white feather mysteries. But, uh, but our friends from the Cherokee Nation do seem to pop up. Um, at least certainly I saw it in the first one I read, Courtney, when that came across. There was a connection, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he, he's, he, he, yeah, he's got his core ingredient there so and and what it shows you is when you really start studying and you really dig into your research and who you are and what you write about you can keep moving it around with that so with that said i have a few more questions on this so courtney when you're writing have you ever run into the infamous writer's block you know i've been really lucky i have not but uh I have a theory on that. Okay. Not long ago, not long ago, I was playing golf, which is my second passion, and I had a terrible day. So I came home, and I took out the scorecard, and I started analyzing every stroke, every swing, everything about it. And I finally just got frustrated and went into the study and sat down and started writing. And the words just flowed easily, and I relaxed, and uh, it was enjoyable. And, I, and then I got to thinking about it, that if I played golf, or excuse me, if, if I wrote the way I play golf, mm-hmm. analyzing it and so forth, I probably would have writer's block. So I'm I'm going to take that and apply it to my golf and see if I can improve my golf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just go with it. Is that what I'm hearing yeah. you say? Just yeah. let it flow. When I write, I just let it happen. And it uh, it's fun and, you know, it, it, it flows easily. Mm-hmm. Well, then I... I, you know, I sometimes think people overanalyze things, Courtney. That's been my experience. They try to overanalyze it too much instead of letting their heart 
heart and brain and, and, and it's just the heart and the flow. I'm not, I'm not going to get the brain in here yet. The heart and, the, and just the flow of the hand uh, move through it and just let it let it come out. I've always said that, especially with fiction, your characters will start to talk to you if you open the door and let mm-hmm. them. Do you have that experience? Exactly. Uh, in fact, that's a technique that I use is uh, when I sit down and start, I will describe the scene and then just let the characters start talking. And it's as if it, it writes itself. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I think that you, I, I think you need to try all, all, all your writers out here. You need to trust that. It, I mean, it's a process that does well. The other thing I'm always going to recommend to everyone is that I'm a huge fan of Stephen King's memoir. Um, it's half memoir and half the whole craft of writing, but on it's called On Writing. And I would just highly recommend you all get this book. Um, and, and just really, I mean, I read it once a year, just to noodle me, to goose me, um, and I think it will help. So going back, um, that the writer's block is that you just you decide that it's just not going to be in your ballpark. That is that what I'm hearing, Courtney? Well, it hasn't been, and hopefully it never will. So, do, do you? Where do you write? Tell us where you write. Most of the time, I do write in my study. Um, uh-huh. When I look at the window of my study, I have the Sangre de Cristo mountain range just right out there, and uh, it's very peaceful and uplifting, and uh, a good place to relax and just write. Sometimes I'll take my laptop into the to the living room and and sit in my easy chair and write from there. Uh, with, I have the same scene in there, so so those are the, my favorite places to write. And and then, and what about creature comforts? Do you have certain things that you want to have around you as you write? Um, I know I do, but not everyone's like me. You know I. Uh, I I don't really like music or anything playing in the background. I I really like the peace and quiet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if it's because I'm an old geezer now or what, but, uh, you know, when I was young, I always had rock and roll or something playing, but uh, Mm -hmm. whatever you meant. But but now I like the peace and quiet and just uh, sit down and write and get lost in the story. Mm -hmm. And then do you, Go for? Do you write for great spurts of time? Do you write during certain times of the day? I mean, what's your methodology? Well, you mentioned Stephen King. I'm I'm also a big fan of his on writing. The only thing I, I guess that I don't agree with Stephen King on is he says to write a thousand words a day or something like that. Nah, I don't do that, that either. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like do that, that either. <laughs> Yeah. I'm liable to write 2,000 words or 500. So, but I do like to start around nine o'clock and and knock off about two o'clock on a typical day. But that that varies. If I think of something in the middle of the night, I'm going to get up and start writing. Mm-hmm. So, do, does your writing wake you up? Does it keep you awake? Uh, yeah, both. Uh, sometimes I can go to bed and just can't go to sleep with, you know, because I've got that idea rolling around in my head. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you'll wake up in the middle of the night and for some reason it's it's on your mind and uh, you want to write it down. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So let, let's hop over. What what you've gone through, you've been doing this now for what you said, seven years being the process. Your first book came out. Um, the the first Ravenmacher was published in what year? Let's see. It would have been 2014, I believe. 2014. So five years ago. And then since then, a book every year. That's what that's what Courtney's on a roll now. So yeah. with that, um, what are the uh, what are the biggest surprises in the whole process? Um, that that you've hit, been hit with? You know, starting out, there are so many questions and you don't have any idea how it all works and so forth. And so um, I just feel so lucky that, you know, I was able to to hook up with you and, and, you, and have all those answers going into it and kind of knowing what I was getting into. And uh, so... The surprises have been fairly, fairly small. I think one of the surprises, one of the pleasant surprises is, is comes in the category, I guess, would, of benefits. And that's running into people who have read your book and have an insight they want to share with you and things like that. But, uh, you know, it's not monetary, but it's uh, rewarding. Mm-hmm. Well, it can, and you know, it eventually can be. Uh, monetary rewarding, you know, as it as we move along, and and, and I, right. I think Courtney, what you're saying is um, patience is needed. One of the things is patience is needed, and that if a writer thinks that they're going to be an overnight success, they're in for a rude awakening. Would that be safe to say? Oh yes, definitely. And and I. And I kind of figured that, and I never expected it. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think patience and just faith that it will happen is important. Uh-huh. You know, that old thing about being dumb and happy. Uh, mm-hmm. Just yeah. into it and hoping that, and, and having faith that it will work out has, has been a benefit to me. Well, yeah, it has been. So that's been the one of the things. What what kind of wonderful surprise have you had? Um, well, they've been, you know, similar to what I just said. For instance, uh, Lynn and I volunteer as uh, star guides at the observatory here in the valley. Uh-huh. And the other night, uh, we had a group come in for a, a star party. And uh, when I introduced myself, one of them said, that name sounds familiar, and then realized so that fun. who it was, and said, I can't wait to tell my sister that I've met you. Oh, so, isn't that fun? That, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's always a nice, nice surprise um, when you're coming along. I, I know I'll tell a story for when. I was on a uh, in a conference room when I walked into a blank room and and well I'll come back to that. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. This is your go. 
Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hi, we are back again, and with us is Courtney Miller. He's the author of the really uh, multi, multi award-winning Cherokee Chronicles, of which there are three books in publication right now. The first, Raven Mocker, The Raven Mocker's Legacy, and Jahi, The Chief Named Dog. And then he has, also under his belt, The White Feather Mysteries, Ludwig's Fugue, and a book called It's About Time. Um, All of those books are, you know... uh, eye-opening, they're revealing. Um, I learned a lot uh, reading the Cherokee Chronicles because I wasn't as certainly as close um, about the Native American heritage as Courtney is from his own upbringing. But I learned a lot, and especially, you know, some of the mysticism that, that surrounds a lot of that. So, Courtney, I have a question for you. Where do you get your ideas from? Oh, anywhere. Um, the the Cherokee Chronicles, the story just sort of evolves anytime I'm studying uh, a specific aspect of the culture. Um, you know, if, I'm, if we're talking about the the houses that they lived in, well, I, I begin to picture what it what it was like living in those houses and how the family unit would have interacted, and uh, and stories come out of that. The White Feather Mysteries, um, for instance, Ludwig's Fugue came from an article in a couple of movies about people who've lost their memory. And I just thought it was very interesting if someone uh, lost their memory and their family was murdered and they were the prime suspect, but they didn't know whether they did it or not, what that would be like. And so that was the basis for the first book there. And then the others, are were they just naturally? Did you know how? Did, did, well, you had already outlined several of your books when the first one came out. Did you alter them by the time you were done with the first one? Because of the way yeah. the first one ended? 
Yeah, the, the basis for the Cherokee Chronicles really came out of uh, wanting to tell my grandchildren about their heritage mm-hmm. and trying to come up with stories that they could relate to. So I had a bunch of those kinds of uh, stories written. And when when I decided to put make them into a novel, I you know, just put started putting those together and pulling from them and maybe growing them up a little bit and uh, and using that basis. So I knew that there were subjects that I wanted to cover in the Chronicles, not only how the culture changed over time, but the different aspects of the culture. For instance, the first Ravenmacher talks about witchcraft and, and what it was like. And, and the second book talks about the priesthood mm-hmm. and how important uh, the yuku was to the to the culture. Then in the third book, I'm getting into warfare and how that worked and, and its impact. So there are sub themes, you know, with each book as well. Well, and and that's what's really important. So that that ties them all together, which is really the key thing to do. All right, so let's switch back to your journey. The, so, the, you know, the hiccups are you just were naive as you started along, um, as right. you came through, as you came through it. What, what were some of the fun things that happened to you? I mean, you know, you've been doing this now for seven years. What are some mm-hmm. of the highlights besides someone saying, oh, I recognize this name? What else is out there? <laughs> well, one of the really enjoyable things for me is meeting other authors. I mean, the the author community is, is really talented and intelligent and uh, enthusiastic. And, and it's just a lot of fun to, to sit down and talk to at a table with a pool of authors and uh, hearing all the different uh, angles and, and subjects and things that are interesting to authors. Mm-hmm. So I've really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, I've enjoyed, you know, learning about the process and, and all of that. Uh, marketing, I've always been a little uh, reluctant about, but it turns out there there are a lot of fun things about marketing. Going to a show or a book signing, especially a show where there's other authors, and seeing how they market and, and working with the public and seeing what works and so forth. So, so and really, what it's, it's insights. Really so what works, Courtney? You you know, you've done several things. What didn't work for you and what worked? Well, for me, um, the setup has, has been very important. I use uh, little tent cards that I set in front of the books to give a real quick, brief explanation of what the book is about. One of the things that works for me, too, is I have a little stand-up that says, which book is for you? And I compare each book to another author that people would know, Mm -hmm. whether it's Tony Hillerman or James Michener or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I find that works for me, anyway, is that when a person comes up and they're interested in the book, if I step up and reach out my hand and say, I'm Courtney Miller, it makes an instant connection and it opens up the door 
to start talking about the books and what's going on. So, so, so would they, wait, yeah. when you introduce yourself as Courtney Miller, I'm an author, do they ask you, what do you write about or what would be a typical comeback with that? Well, um, typically I, I try to time that when they have started looking at my books already. Mm -hmm. So when I say that, there's a lot of times they'll do a double take and look at me and then look at the book and realize that I am the author of the book they're looking at. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that, you know, that's the connection there. <laughs> and so that's a good idea. Hey, a good, good hint for everyone, make sure you look like the, the author picture you put on that book. Really important. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually um, was, as I say, I, as Courtney, I sent off to uh, an, uh, a person who is writing a book and he has his signature with his picture in there. And I, and I just finally said, how old is this picture in your signature? <laughs> and he says, it's just three or four years old. And I just said, it doesn't look like you now. Mm -hmm. yeah. you, you know, you either gained too much weight <laughs> or... You know your 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 style is different. I said it doesn't look like you now, and and I'm, I mean people really do get upset uh, when they, well they they may smirk or something. I mean remember I can remember when I was on the road so much, and some of the people when I did a lot of TV work, and the pictures that they would put out on the promo, you know so and so is going to be with us. And when when she got on, she was at least 25 years older. It was stunning to me that you would put out that mm -hmm. stuff. You got to look like you look, everybody. Well, so, I think that's important. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So because photographers can take out wrinkles. Yeah, photographers can take out wrinkles, but I'm going to tell you, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I agree with you. Because what you're trying to do is to get the reader to relate to you and Mm -hmm. and you need to be yeah so you want to connect all right so you say i'm courtney miller i'm an author and so they ask you what do you write about yeah typically or they'll well yeah that's that's the next thing and so then i just i have a really brief spiel you know i write in two genres i write in historical fiction and here are the three books and and just kind of go from there. You kind of have to judge based on uh, at what point their eyes glaze over and <laughs> need to move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you about your little uh, tip sheets that you have. So are these on a hardback card of some sort, laminated, or are they on a, just you copied it off a printing machine? What's the visual look like? Describe that for us, Courtney. I take I've taken these uh, five by seven stands, the little plastic mm -hmm. clear plastic mm -hmm. stands, mm -hmm. and that way I can replace it periodically if I want to. And so I just print out a, a five by seven, usually with the picture of the book, with the award that it won, and something uh, catchy mm -hmm. about the book. Mm -hmm. And I put it in, in the stand. And, and if you if you don't stand the stand up, if you turn it and set it so that, in other words, put the uh, picture in upside down, 
then it's about the right height of the stack of books. And so it, it, it sort of fits in with the book and, and uh, gives them a real brief and quick um, summary of what they're looking at. So are these things that you have as giveaways to give to people as well, or is this just for your, your setup display and your book selling table, or both? Yeah, they're just for the display. That's probably a good idea to give something like that away. But what I have is a, I have a trifold brochure that tells all about the, the books, the series, and me, and where they can get the books and so forth, and communicate and so forth. And, and I hand those out mm-hmm. to everyone that will take one, mm-hmm. even if they're not, even if they're just passing by. So Depending they're free. Yeah. Yeah. So you print these by the thousands? Is that what you do? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I do. Yeah? All right. So I think that people, I think all authors, I don't care if you're long in the tooth or what, you've been out here for a long time, you really need to do have stuff that you can hand out um, um, and and really push, push out. And you don't need to put your phone number all over them and everything. What you want to do is to seed them. Um, I mean, do you put your phone numbers on these, Courtney? What do you what What do you typically add on to it? Your website? Do you say go buy it on Amazon? What do you What do you do? Well, I, I do put the uh, the website, and then I took uh, I kind of stole from your idea. And it says, "How talk? Speak to me the way you like to communicate." And I list all of my, you know, Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all of those different uh, social media contact ways to mm-hmm. contact. So mm-hmm. I have to on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I, I, I one of the things you know, judging from my. Myself, I, before I became an author, I was in just awe of authors, mm-hmm. and but was very embarrassed to go to a book signing. You know, I just felt okay. inadequate talking to an author. All right. <laughs> and, I uh, want you to hold on, Courtney. Hold on to that thought. We're going to yeah. take our final break for the after, for, for our afternoon, and we'll be right back. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. 
Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, if you're listening to this for the first time, it's it's in August. And all during the month of August on Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing, we are featuring authors who were newbies not too long ago um, and are no longer newbies. They are seasoned authors, have gone through their series of, oh, my God, I'll never do this one again, to, to oh, my God, this was a skyrocketing idea. So with us is Courtney Miller today. He has published, to date, five books. He has two series running, the Cherokee Chronicles and the White Feather Mysteries. And Courtney was sharing, just before we went to the last break, some of the things that make his book signings work. And book signings, I have to tell you, sometimes are the dread of what we get into. Um, Typically in a bookstore, it's four to six books mass get sold. Courtney is not in that genre. He has learned how to connect, relate, and move his books off and create fans out of it. So, Courtney, I'm going to throw it back to you. You were ta- we were talking about um, oh some of the your setup first of all, some of the goodies that you had on your book table. If you want to recap that to engage people and then the conversation. Okay. Well, basically. I try to put the, on the display little captions that will quickly and easily tell the, the the person you know what they're looking at. For instance, I have a, a stand that says, "Which ask the question, which book is for you?" And then I take each book and and relate it to maybe some author or some titles that they would be familiar with, and uh, I put uh, little placards 
I call them tent cards in front of the book that shows the book and the awards it's won and just a real quick caption of what it's about. And uh, one of the things that, for me, it doesn't work to sit behind the desk and, and try to greet people as they walk up. So I like to stand out uh, either beside the table or even away from the table and uh, let people approach at their own pace and then walk up and introduce myself and, uh, and start a conversation. If the person will relate to me, they will relate to my books. And so I find that's uh, really kind of the key in that scenario. I also remember when, when I was uh, not an author and was just in awe of authors and actually a little afraid of authors, it was hard for me to, to walk up to someone or to an author and, and start talking to them. So I like to just hand them my little brochure and let them walk off and read it in their own privacy. And it's amazing how many times they will come back then and uh, and and talk to me that way. Mhm. So the and and they do come back. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I uh, and I've and I've watched it happen. You know, they'll go off and act like they're not interested until they get across the room, and then they'll study the book, I mean, the brochure, and sure enough, show up again. And they've got the brochure in their hand uh, and start asking questions. Well, it's like they have this quiet time. You know, all of a sudden, quiet, they have a break. You know, they're maybe, especially if they're in an event where there's a lot of authors, they're collecting stuff. So it's kind of quiet right. time. So this goes back to all of you. This is called Marketing 101, in my opinion, <laughs> what Courtney's talking about is that you really have to have something that's going to be inexpensive but attractive for them to take away right from you um, that they can look at or come right back to you. But also what Courtney just said, which was so critical, is you don't sit behind a table at any signing event. Number one, you've sucked the energy out of you and you probably don't even realize it. You pull it out. You need to be standing and greeting. And sometimes you have little goodies on your table. I mean, Courtney has his, his tent, what do you call it? Tent cards. Is that what you call them, Courtney? A tent card. Uh-huh. Yeah, a tent okay. card. But, but you can have different things out there besides the book. You know, and I, and I think that's a great idea to just, you create a whole bunch. Um, find, you know, whether it's got print, go to print overnight print, Vista print, fill in the blank print. Um, and you can create these things and you can do a mass of them or, you know, you may just kind of go ahead and if you can make them look snappy um, from your own printing, um, I'm going to say you might want to, you know, from your own copier printer, but I would suspect you might want to eventually step it up. Courtney, do do you have those printed outside now? Because I I think you used to do those yourself, did you not? Yeah, the the ones that I do like that, I, I do myself. And, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but anything that uh, like the handout or those sorts of things, I I don't do those. I do those professionally. Mhm. And do you have a favorite type of printing unit you use? Well, I use Vista Print for a lot of things, but there's a local. Uh, place here in, in Westcliff 
and the lady is very talented and helps me with that. So. And so you're supporting the local community, which I'm a big fan of, which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> and and yeah. having. Yeah. Well, we want to do that. All right. So what else? So you've, you've met and greet them. You greeted them. You've sent, put something in their hand. You've made face-to-face contact with them. Um, and then what other tips do you have? I think uh, just uh, for me, it's, it's, it's not so much about selling as it is about becoming a friend. And uh, so we talk about whatever they want to talk about, and I work in, you know, about the book as much as I can. And uh, But sometimes they they have their own personal stories they want to relate, and, and that's fine. Uh, because once you get to be a friend, then they're more likely to buy the book than just mm-hmm. if you're trying to sell it to them. Because they like you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I went. I went to a book signing event over this last weekend, and um, it's the type of book that I wouldn't. It's not my type of book. It I wouldn't normally read it, but you know, I just really liked. I liked what they did. I liked her energy, and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to support her, and that's what I did. I bought the book, mm-hmm. and I'll and I'll give it to someone. It's, it's you know, it's not my genre, so. I, I think that's, you know, I think that you all want to do that. And I also, here's one of my tips. If you go to a book event, someone invites you to a book event, please buy a book and give it away. You can take it to your library and give it to donate to a library and take a deduction that way if you want to. But you really should be supporting the author. I'm, I'm just a strong believer in doing that. If you're going to take your time and your energy to do a show up, Let's do it all the way. But that's that's kind of one of my pet peeves. I see a lot of times people, Courtney, sit in an audience at events, and they just sit, <laughs> and they're you're really where they're really there to support. At least that's my, my opinion. So we have that. Well, all right. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Sure. All right, so we have about two minutes left, Courtney. So any final tips that you can give of encouragement to authors in their quest or people who maybe have books that are limping along that might juice up some sales getting going? Well, I can, I'd like to pass on a tip that I, I heard from another author that I, and, and I'm going to try it myself. As it were. I'm actually doing it, but I, I think i emphasize more. And that's called the, uh, the Fan Club. Uh, those super supporters who, you know, want want your newsletter, who want your information and follow you and come up to you and ask you when your next book book is coming out. I I think that those people you should connect with and stay connected with. And uh, they're they're the ones that will pass on the mention to other people about your books and about you. And mm-hmm. I think that can be a real key uh, in your marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a firm believer of building email list. So I'll add uh-huh. on to here. So maybe you have become part of my fan club. Maybe put it at the top of it. Put the series 
you know, logo or your book cover or maybe your picture on it and start gathering emails and um, and names. And, and maybe it's a, maybe you have a newsletter going out or maybe you have blogs going out, but maybe this might be a special list that you mm-hmm. create that you then can in turn, you know, in turn, you can go ahead and then push out every once in a while. Maybe you say, you know, maybe you share an insight of a dilemma that you resolved with a character that you're building. Or, or maybe here's an idea for fans you build your fans i mean uh, courtney how many how many characters do you have in your books you think that have names with them oh goodness um 50 or 60 probably perfect so we've got a yeah we've got a boatload of names so why don't we just say here's a special to my fan club five of you are going to be in my next book and here's what we're going to do. Here's the contest. Put out a special contest to them and, um, and, and, and get them roped them and involved. And what it does is it starts the buzz, which I love. I think that's a great idea. And, and do that. Yeah. So, and it may just be a first name, but they know. And then, then what you're going to do, amazing author, is you're going to get all their contact information because you're going to send them the real book. And then ask them to start shouting out to everybody they know. You know, that's my final tip for the day. So, Courtney, thank you so much for being with us. And congratulations on your authoring journey and everything you're doing. And everyone, Courtney Miller is real easy to spell. (laughs) You can find him on Amazon. And I would encourage you to get them. So, Courtney, thank you for being on Author You, your guide to book publishing with us this week. Thank you, Judith. It was a pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Happy publishing. Happy writing. We'll be with you next week. part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each week a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take you the author to the next level you'll learn tips and secrets on how to create strategize develop publish and achieve book publishing success by making one very simple change in your book's journey how to avoid the publishing predators how to create an author and book platform that rocks. Learn how to make a living with your words and your books. Learn how to publish a book that has no regrets and so much more. For more information, check out authoru.org, where authors who want to be seriously successful go. And Judith's website, thebookshepherd.com. Then join us again here next week for more. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Brought to you by Author You and the Book Shepherd. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Too many people believe the answers they seek exist outside of themselves. 